Uh, yep, yep, back to business. Maybe not business as usual, but definitely back to business. Please join me as I welcome today's special guest, True Fit Bootcamps founder and trainer, D'Artagnan Dips to the podcast. Good morning. Good morning, D. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. All locked in the car and ready to go? I'm all ready to go. I guess I'll go ahead and let you introduce yourself. Yeah, we'll get that out of the way. Tell us about you. All right. Well, I'm Daitanian Demps, owner and founder of uh, True Fit Bootcamp and Daitanian Fitness, okay. uh, which I've uh, been doing True Fit for about 10 years and Daitanian Fitness since about 1998. So... 1998. We're going to get back to that because I do want to talk about starting a business with you because you're very successful at what you're doing. And with that being said, I want to congratulate you on your resiliency. You made it through the quarantine, so to speak, of the pandemic. And uh, if I'm correct, you're back to business as usual as of Monday this week. Is that is that uh, true to say? Uh, not as usual, but back to business for sure. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> so go ahead and elaborate on not as usual. What do you mean when you say that? Um, I mean, there are a lot of things that we've had to adapt and um, navigate around when it comes to COVID. Uh, I don't think we'll ever be the same as, as far as like uh, uh, people's, you know, perception of uh, space. <laughs> right. I understand. Um, so, you know, we, we, we've expanded our, uh, our stations. We've added more equipment. Um, we have a different kind of protocol, which I think will we'll stick to when it comes to um, cleaning up and the maintenance of, of the environment that we're in. So, um, but there are a lot of kind of different, just small changes in, in programming that, that we've, we've had to do uh, just to make sure that people are staying distanced and, and staying comfortable within the environment. But have you, have you, have you went as far as to put those little stickers on the floor that say six feet apart? <laughs> um, you know, we did, we did outside. Okay. Um, but not not inside. We didn't do we didn't do that. Okay. And we, we do we do when we kind of have people line up out front. They are they are six feet apart. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So True Fit Bootcamp. You mentioned earlier that you've been doing that for about ten years in Italian Italian Fitness since ninety eight. Yes, sir. So let let's talk about the steps of uh, starting a business. So I do recall, because I didn't know you in your old space, but I do recall that you used to be in a smaller space before you moved into this awesome facility that you're in right now. I think it's like an aircraft hangar or something like that? Yeah, it's an airplane hangar. Okay, airplane hangar. uh, Can you visualize an airplane hangar as a gym? It's it's a pretty dope spot. So if you're ever in the Van Nuys area you want to check it out, just Google True Fit Boot Camp. And, uh, you know, they're open in the morning and in the evening, so you guys got a split shift, so to speak, right? Yeah. Yeah, but check out the schedule and you definitely want to stop by. Joe's um, normally at the front desk and he's very, very welcoming if you want to stop by True Fit Boot Camp. So uh, I'm thinking to myself, successful business, Titanium Dems, True Fit Boot Camp. Uh, you just told me that you started back in 98. So that was not with True Fit Boot Camp. So what was the first stage? What what, what was going on in 98? Um, well, uh, 98, like I started my passion just basically helping uh, well, obviously, because of my, my past, my father was a diabetic and uh, there were a lot of people around me who were uh, not making very smart health decisions. And when my father passed, I felt it was uh, diabetes was something that you could live a long life with. And uh, he kind of made the decision not to make the best you know, nutritional choices, which led to his death. Mm-hmm. So uh, I became overwhelmed with just trying to figure out why people who know what to do don't do what they know. 
um, as well as trying to make sure that I didn't run into the same fate just because I have it uh, now hereditary. Um, I wanted to make sure that I was as healthy as possible. Um, So I just started, you know, learning for myself. And then my um, college roommate was overweight and um, he asked for, for my help. I sent him with some nutritional stuff, gave him a workout program. And then like over the summer, he lost 30 pounds or 40 mm. pounds. Okay. And then when he came back, uh, I didn't even recognize him. And he was like, D, you did this. I did everything that you told me to do. And um, from there, my passion grew of like, okay. well, I, I think this is something, just the feeling of being able to help somebody change their life. So I started with uh, personal training. Um, and did that for years. Very, very successful. Very, you know, found a lot of um, um, happiness in that. Okay. When I came to California, I was doing it as well. And I realized that uh, actually one of my my best friends, uh, Mike, we were sitting in the car one day and I was pretty, pretty overwhelmed with with personal training. As, as you know yourself, you know, right, right. there's only so many hours in the day and so many people that you can help. And, it, and when you when you do have a lot of clients, it's it's very taxing emotionally because you're giving so much of yourself to, to so many people and they, they want so much of you. And it's a, just, a, it's emotionally taxing. Mm. And he, you know, he said, well, well soon you're going to have your own gym and you're going to be doing all this kind of stuff. And up into that conversation, I never even thought about having my own gym. But when, when we had that conversation, I was like, yeah, you know, I should, that's the way of kind of helping more people and, you know, getting my vision out. Okay. And so that, that from there, led my me, me kind of just investigating and, and starting the process. Okay. So it sounds like you already had a, a base. You had a, a plethora of clients that you were training. So when you made that first step to go from uh, someone else's gym or traveling from home to home into your own facility, is that what, 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 what was the deciding factor? What was the greatest challenge? You know, what, what was the step that you took to make you say, I can, and I will do this. I will move into my own facility because that's a big block for a lot of people. So if you, oh, could, yeah. if you could clarify that a little bit better for our listeners, that'd be great. I would say, I mean, there's many, many paths to success for me. Mine was ignorance. Um, <laughs> okay. I had no, no idea. Um, like I didn't sit down with a previous business owner and say, well, how much money do I need? And right. what, what do I need to do? Um, I was like, I'm going to open my gym. That's what I'm going <laughs> to do. Just dove in, and, okay. and it's just going to, it's going to be great. And so uh, I started saving. I, I had an idea in my head of what I thought it would cost to open a gym. Okay. And learned very soon that that money would, would get eaten would get eaten up. So basically I, I saved about $30,000 Okay. and I was like, all right, I'm ready to go. And so I started looking for a gym and I, I almost closed on three different locations. All right. Now during this time I'm buying equipment, I'm doing all this stuff. I'm still, you know, paying rent at my old space Okay. and three times it fell through the, like towards signing like something happened, the, the owner or his business partner, like something happened where it, it, it fell through. So it took me about eight months to get that first to location, actually get okay. the first location. And, and, and so during that time, I'm eating away at this 30,000 that I had saved. Right. Um, so, so you're in California got, doing this, right? This is California. Okay. In California, you know, searching, trying to figure out the, the right area to go. Finally, okay. I found that first, location and uh realized i didn't have enough money to uh survive more than you know two or three months okay so i looked into you know my the current clients that i had 
I was like, I need more money. What's a quick way for me to get more money? So I had, luckily, by the grace of God, I had five clients who were like, I'll pay you up front for the year. Wow, nice. And, uh, and we'll go for that. So I had five clients do that. Okay. And then um, from that, still didn't have enough because when you get into your own building, um, there are a lot of tenant or we call TIs, tenant improvements, that sometimes the landlord, you can negotiate the landlord to do that. And then sometimes, you know, a lot of that relies on you. On you. So right. they agreed to about 10000 uh, worth of tenant improvements that they would do, but the, the space needed 32000 okay. So now the same amount of money that I started with, I, I now spent. Now I have a, 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 another chunk of money that I had just to keep the doors open, pay the rent, pay the light bills, buy more equipment. Now that was gone. Now I was like, well, how do I come up with this extra 20,000 or whatever that I need to do to do these improvements? Right. So I looked to three more of my private clients and uh, had them kind of invest in the company. Okay. So it was always like these steps, like if, if, you would have come to me and you said, Titanian, you're going to need $120,000 to open your business. And these are all the things I would have probably never taken the first step. Right. I would have waited for the perfect amount of time. I would, I would have waited till I had $120,000, which rarely comes, right, you know, because right. you're dealing with the whirlwind of day to day. So uh, the ignorance of not knowing what that next step ahead of me was mm. is probably the, the defining factor of me actually being successful. So I've heard people use the term calculated risk. I mean, that's what you're supposed to take when you're ready to make that first jump. Yeah, it was a risk. Definitely not so much calculated, but you got it done. And I like the fact that you just clarified that if I had to wait it for the perfect moment, it probably would have never happened. And a lot of us find ourselves in that situation trying to get everything right. And and either way, you know, can or cannot work. But you just got to really believe in yourself. And that sounds like you definitely believed in yourself. You had clients that believed in you because they were willing yeah. to pay for you, pay for sessions for like a year in advance. Uh, I'm sure you probably were training those clients already for quite some time. So they definitely knew they were going to continue to be with you and your style of training. Okay. So how large was the first space? Uh, it was 3,000 square feet. Okay. So that's probably, yeah, that's a decent size to get started. And then you were in that space for how long? I was there for five years. Okay, five years. So five years in a 3,000 square foot space that allowed you, how long did it take for you to start uh, saving for your new space? I mean, because in the beginning, I guess you're trying to pay off some of the, the expenses that you required, that type of thing. So how long were you ready to move into your next space? I would say about three to four years in, I was ready. I'd outgrown the space. Because it was 3,000 square foot facility, but only 2,000 was like usable space. was office space. Yeah, 2,000 right. was, was actual usable space. So about three years in, I, I knew I was going to have to find another location. But that's a good problem to have. You need more space. Yeah. You got more clients. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So three years in. So then you move from that space into the next space. Is this the space that you're in right now? Correct. So how large is this this aircraft? Um so we're at uh, yeah. four thousand. So we four thousand. So we have about a thousand of office, and then I rent out to uh, Rebound Pilates. Okay, they have about eight eight hundred square feet, and then I have three thousand 
full square feet in, in the gym. And now I have another uh, 2000 outside. So we're about 5,000 nice. square feet of, of usable space at this point. Okay. Yeah. I mean, with the setup there, it's kind of nice because you can open up that hangar door and it sort of just gives you a, an entire different room to train in. So not only do you have that indoor space, but you got the, 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 the schematics to be able to move outside and continue the training as well. In this new space, the hangar, 4,000 square feet. How long have you been there? We're going on our fourth year. We were here three years. Okay. So we just, just when COVID hit, we were going into our fourth. Okay. So in this new space, what has been the most challenging time? Would, would that be the pandemic or was it just getting started? I mean, because I would imagine you just transitioned your old space over to your new space. So there shouldn't have been too much of a, a challenge there, right? Yeah. You know, there is an ebb and flow in every business and the it, there have been many challenging times. Uh, there, it was a, uh, probably our most challenging time right before uh, COVID had hit. Okay. Um, and I was I was contemplating even closing the gym. And so when COVID hit, it was I had to take a really hard look. Um, I'm, I'm in a mastermind and, and uh, of 100 other gym owners and just looking at how many of these guys were closing. And it was at that point where it's like, you know, this may be a time for me to get out of this business and move back or go into a different direction, mm-hmm. maybe open at an, in, an, in another location. Van Nuys is, is a hard area to, to run a gym. Okay. So the, I would say during, during the, the months prior to COVID, right. it was really challenging. Just, you know, the biggest thing in running a business is, is, is building the right team. You've got to have the right support around you. You know, I can run a gym by myself with about a hundred members and to give them quality uh, service and a great experience. But once you start exceeding those numbers, there's only so much of you to go around. Right. So you have to have a good staff to maintain the, the standards and expectations. And when that starts to get filtered down, then people's experience starts to get filtered down and it gets really hard. So making the decision to just really buckle down and, and know that I'm in my passion. I'm in my lane. This is what I was here to do and just put all the, you know, the chips in on myself, okay. I think um, is really what kind of changed the, the energy and um, just really opened up a new avenue and opportunity for, for the gym at this point. So COVID was really, it was a really hard time. Um, but we have, we really just kind of reacted really good, uh, really quickly going online you know, giving our, our, our clients, handing out equipment and mm-hmm. we're kind of able to stay afloat, but just dealing with the, the COVID, I would say during that time was just really hard. And it's really hard to pinpoint exactly what was going right or what was going wrong. Mm-hmm. But those are the times that every company goes through where it's, you know, you go through your downtime and it's really, that's, that's where you figure out, are you built for this? And you, you have to make hard decisions to push forward and move through. So we did. And now we're doing really, really well. It would definitely seem like True Fit Boot Camp is here to stay because from what you just said, not only is the financial aspect a great challenge when beginning a business, but you have to have the right team as you grow. Yeah. So that's very important. But for you to be experiencing difficult times right before COVID and to move through that, obviously you have some good people in place. There's no question about that. And, yes. and now you're on the other side of it. And I like to use this phrase. It's pretty cliche, but what does not kill you only makes you stronger. So if you were able to navigate through those situations, I can only imagine how, how great you should be doing in these uh, these next coming months and years running your business. So 
kudos, hats off, congratulations, good job, keep rolling. Thank you, sir. Thank um, you, sir. Yeah. So, um, what what are your future goals as far as True Fit uh, your life? What are your future goals? What are you looking forward to in the next couple months? Uh, you know, that's good that you said the next couple of months because I try not to look too far into the future because, <laughs> right. you know, we, we expand every day. And if I limit myself to my current vision or expectations, then I'm limiting myself. But we're, we're looking to build to about 240 members, hire on more staff. I'm actually helping my sister uh, open her gym. Nice. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be opening another TrueFit in in the very, uh. very near future. So um, kind of expanding my brand and expanding my uh, mentorship to other people who are looking to to do the same kind of uh, thing that I've, I've done here. Awesome. That sounds great. Man, you're getting a lot done. It's, it's, it's very inspiring. I must, must say it's very inspiring. So any 10-year uh, celebrations going to happen here in the next couple months? Oh yeah, we're gonna we're we're gonna we're gonna do it big. The only reason why we haven't really said anything is we just don't know where the world is gonna be right. when it's time for us to celebrate, okay. which is gonna be a, around the new year. So we've got we've got a little time, but um, hopefully things will be open. The world will be uh, a little back running at, as usual, and we'll be able to throw a, a, a big shindig over here and uh, have a lot of vendors like Good Hurt a part of the <laughs> the show. Awesome! I love to be there. You know, I'll be there. Okay, so uh, I'm sitting down this morning and I'm thinking about what am I going to ask D on this podcast? Back in my heyday, I was considered to be, you know, the, one of the fittest people in the room. But if I think right now about how fit you are, you know, I got to give you <laughs> on a scale of one to 10, I got I got to give you a 10, D. I mean, you, well, how tall are you? Six, six, two, six, six, one. six, one. Six, okay, one. so you get yeah. the height. Uh, I know you can do those um, muscle ups on the rings and I don't think you've taught me how to do that yet. So, and, and you're training every day because you teach some of those classes over there at True Fit as well as your instructors, right? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, on a scale of one to 10, I definitely say you're probably one of the fittest people I know. <clears throat> what's, well, what's, you. what's your greatest challenge in the gym as far as exercise is concerned? What do you love? What do you hate? So on and so on. Um, what do I hate, like, as an exercise right. personally for right. myself? Right. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say I hate. Love anything, <laughs> I, I, you know, um, there are things I love to get beat at something okay. um, like, for example, uh, the assault bike. I never really used the assault bike. And uh, the first time I put it in a workout, it killed me. OK, that's the one with and, the big fan in the front, right? Yeah. OK. Yeah. And I never experienced that. Like, you know, uh, and so I did the assault bike pretty much three times a week. I, anything that kind of hurt me, it, it, I know it would expand me. Uh, burpees. I used to hate burpees. Uh, one time I was doing a workout, kind of a little competition, and somebody I didn't feel was as fit as me mm. kicked my butt. And I was <laughs> like, they kicked my butt because these burpees took me out. So I hated them, but I I, I would do burpees every single day. Okay. So um, anything, so I, I have, it's not a, a hate because I think that those things are the things that are letting me know I haven't mastered myself quite yet. And there are areas for me to grow and expand. So I, I kind of love it all. Okay. So right now there, there isn't one thing that I'm like, I don't want to do that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. What's your strongest, what's your strongest suit? What's your strongest thing? What are you the best at? Endurance, endurance wise, the longer the workout, the the stronger I get. So okay. I hate, I, I guess that now, now we found it. I hate short workouts. Okay. Um, I hate sprints. So not physical sprints, but if there's like a four minute workout where it's like 
just two elements. Let's say we're going to do burpees and assault bike as many. Let's say I'm going to do 10 burpees and 10 calories on the assault bike as as many rounds as I can do in four minutes. I hate that. Okay. If, now, if you say do that for 20 minutes, I got you. You're more in your now, zone. I've never been. Yeah. The longer you can go, I've never been a sprinter. Um, I've been more of like as the the longer the workout goes, the stronger I get. The marathon life. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's man. a marathon, not a sprint. There you go. There okay. you go. Um, this this school thing. All right. So we're getting off the, oh, the business. Man. Yeah, yeah. My son was pretty excited yesterday. I think spring break starts. Started for him on Friday. Started for him today. Or yesterday. Okay. And he came in, he was like, Dad, I got all my grades up. I got uh, you know, two A's, a couple B's and like uh one D. And I'm like, Okay, well let's let's fix this D. But congratulations on all the A's and B's. But this this online schooling thing, my daughter straight A's before this started, and now she's uh, you know, she's struggling a little bit. But what is your take on this uh should they go back to school now in April? Get a little data as far as how it's supposed to handle the fall. Should they just remain home for the rest of the rest of the 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 summer? I mean, rest of this spring, uh, take the summer off and then go into the fall. What what is your what are your thoughts on that when it comes to family and school and you know moving I'm forward? I'm going to tell you. Um, I mean, everybody has a different response to this um, based off of you know. If you, do you have two people working in the household? Are you a single parent? You know, so it's different for everybody. But but for me, I'm going to speak on behalf of my wife. Okay. If they could go back to <laughs> if they could go back to school tomorrow, right. they will be in school. Yeah, yeah. Because it's just it's like we've had to go back to school. You know. Uh, yes. I know. I'm like you know I, I'm not I, I work a lot. But the days that I am home, you know, my son will bring me stuff. And I'm like, son, give me give me 20 minutes. <laughs> I got I to gotta read the whole chapter. Right. I have to read what the teacher wants because it's the, the, they're teaching the kids a little different than we learned. Yes. And I don't want to mix, you know, confuse my son. But it's overwhelming. My wife is literally stay, sitting with the kids, going to school with them. And she's a CFO of, of, of TrueFit. So right. she has that element to run and she's trying to work with the kids. We're trying to, you know, help the kids, uh, with that, that aspect. The other aspect that uh, we're not liking is, you know, they're sitting in front of the computer, you know, for seven hours. That's not good for the, for for the body to be sitting down like that. It's not good for the eyes to be looking at that. It's really hard. They're, they're, they're missing that, that community aspect of um, building friends That social part is really hard and the attention. So, my son, again, similar to, to your daughter, like he, my son is probably smarter than me. And when it comes to this, he's just it, it, it this type of learning just doesn't click for him. Right. Um, so he's having he's having a hard time. So we're, we can't wait uh, to get them back. And we just hope that the, the school is going to do their part on, on keeping them them distance and, right. and keeping them safe. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Fingers crossed. You know, maybe they'll get back sooner than expected. But definitely when they do go back, we want them to be in a safe environment. Uh, This is a question I like to ask on the podcast. And it's sort of going to give the listeners a little bit more of who you are, uh, who Uh inspires you and why you are the way you are. If you could sit down with three individuals, uh, dead or alive, who would they be and why? Okay, Uh, like to spring it on you. Yeah, you got to think now. Okay, right. I would say all my my mentors outside of my uncle who who just passed this this previous year um, he would be he would be he would be the first i didn't take enough advantage of him while he was here because i thought he would be around longer okay. so i would i would ask him a lot more questions about 
money and business and investing um, as you become successful. You know, I'm from Flint, Michigan. We didn't have anything. Mm. We didn't learn the money game, you know, and then when you come into money, you're like, what do I do with it? Right. He, he was very smart with that. He was very well versed in just adventurous traveling the world. So okay. I would have a lot of questions uh, on just how to make sure that I keep what I have and not, you know, right. uh, make, make, make bad decisions. The rock. Love, <laughs> to go the, love the rock. Got it. Um, uh, I, I would have questions on just how, how does he do it all? Seven, you know, seven, I use, I use him. production. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, man. Uh, anytime that I'm feeling sorry for myself or like I'm working long hours, the rock stunt double is actually a friend of mine. Okay. And so I know the rock schedule. I'm like, the rock is like memorizing lines from one set to another. Cause he's going to go film a commercial. And then he's got like, he's doing 50 million things all day and then he'll work out at two in the morning. So right. I'm like, you have no excuses. You have one area you have one job outside of being a husband and a father your business owner like he's got multiple things so just how to how to how does he find the energy to just keep it going the way in the world johnson okay yeah and then obviously the one that everybody will say it's, it's going to be you know jesus okay talk, have a conversation with jesus okay uh, figure out what, what it's all about and how to get the best out of this experience okay so we got your uncle, family member. We got a celebrity, The Rock, and then we got good old Jesus. All right, good to go. There you go. I like that lineup. And uh, yeah, you it, it didn't stomp you as much as it stomped some of the other guys. They have to go into it a little bit deeper. But uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, do you read a lot? Do you read books? Listen to podcasts? Uh, Audible? What do you do as far as uh, absolutely new knowledge? Uh, I'm 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 really religious about reading two to three books a month. Okay, every single month. What's the last book? Um, What's the last book you read and what do you consider the, you could say the best book or, you know, the best in your top five or one of your top five or something like that? Um, the best book, honestly, um, has nothing to do with, with business. It was uh, Conversations with God. Okay. That, that was the book that really kind of changed my philosophy and outlook on life. Right now. Hold on, hold on, hold say, on. You say yeah. it changed your philosophy and your outlook on life. Elaborate a little bit more. What, it, what, what did you, what do you mean? What did you get? I was born, I was, I was raised, um, Catholic. Okay. Um, and so I had a certain view of the rules of life, the yeses and nos, the, the sins. And, you know, so the way that I thought about every situation, how to interpret every situation, uh, was, was totally thrown when I read conversations with God, like, because there were a lot of things in my religion that didn't vibe with my spirit. It just didn't make sense. Okay. Like, wait, I'm supposed to do this because you tell me to do this, but it doesn't make sense. And it, you know, okay. um, but in, 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 you know, the Catholic world, you, it, there are rules, okay. um, just like a lot of other religions. Right. And then sometimes you abide by those rules, even though they don't feel good to you. Um, when I read conversations with God, it kind of changed my relationship and let me know, like, there is a actual relationship with you in this spirit world. And it, it's more of an emotional connection versus a rule book. And uh, mm. it just kind of changed my, my perspective. And there were a lot of things that just really resonated with my spirit that made complete sense when I read that book. Um, so it opened me up to investigating more of the spiritual, spiritual world and really kind of understanding how th that world really helps in, your belief in yourself, uh, the decisions that you make and the person that you ultimately become, which is up to you versus right. 
what what you're supposed to do based off of a list of rules of of, of whatever kind of religion do you're you, in. At that do point. you think because you know at one point in our life that that confusion or that that idea that you have to follow the rules and not really the spirit is hindering. Do you think that if we were quicker to realize that the spirit is where it's at, that, that we'd be better off? I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and it teaches people to go within themselves to find answers and learn to listen to their emotional language, as I would say, versus leaning on something that is outside of themselves because all of that resides within ourselves. Mm -hmm. And when you can go there spiritually with your religion, you can also go there when you have to make a decision and know that gut feeling similar to me having to make a decision of, am I going to close this gym or am I going to, you know, bet on myself and do what I know I'm meant to do, being able to know what that feels like um, comes from that spiritual base of like, know thyself okay yeah that's deep good stuff coffee or tea man you i'm gonna tell you <laughs> i was i wasn't i wasn't a tea guy and i wasn't a coffee guy okay i wasn't either okay i thought i thought tea was for sick people <laughs> okay and i thought coffee was for old people okay my wife she's peruvian and they they tea it up every okay. day tea 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 my wife is having tea she's like you want some tea i don't want no tea i'm not sick right right <laughs> So my mom comes out during COVID to kind of stay with us and she's doing coffee. And I had like a, a day off. M- my mom gives me coffee. I'm like, oh, okay. This tastes, this tastes all right. Okay. All right. So they start making it. My, my wife goes and buys a coffee maker. So now they're doing coffee every morning. I'm smelling it and I'm like, so I do coffee like twice a week, but I, I know, and I, I don't know if either I'm accepting that I am getting older so I'm going to say, yeah, my kids will make fun of me. I thought you said coffee was for old people. I was like, your dad is, your dad is getting old, I guess. But uh, if I had to pick the two, it would definitely be coffee. Okay, coffee. How old are you, D, by the way? I'm not telling you. You never ask a man. No, I'm, I'm 40. Uh, yeah, right now. That's the woman thing. You never ask the woman how she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, 40. Yeah, you still young. You still, yeah, you still yeah, got plenty I, of time. Yeah, but I skipped that. So if you ask my I'm 39. I Got skipped 40 oh, yeah, because yeah. I turned 40 during the pandemic. Right. My sister said so the same I thing. Did, I haven't celebrated, uh, so it never happened. Yeah, she's like that year. So I count. turned 40 this year. Yeah, okay. it doesn't count. Okay. How do you want to be remembered? Oh, man. Um, I want to be remembered as someone who affected change, um, someone who was inspirational. Uh, I definitely want to leave a legacy that, that echoes into the, the years and decades to come for sure. Leave a legacy. What does that mean to you? Um, of change, of belief, of, yeah, I, I think belief in in one's potential. It, when when people come to TrueFit and they leave TrueFit or when they think of Ditanian, uh, that's what I want them to think of is this guy who would make you believe in yourself outside of your normal, normal parameters, push you beyond what you thought you were capable of. Right. And, and kind of just be a symbol of that in some okay. way, shape or form. I don't, I haven't, I haven't like defined that quite yet, but that's the journey that I'm on is to figure out how do I go about leaving that legacy? But I think what you said is is big. I mean, I think that is a, a huge thing. I feel we all have the same potential, but whether you tap into it, whether yes. you maximize it, whether you use it is up to you. You know, 
You know, we got the same arms and legs. You know, we speak the same, you know, through the same mouth. You know what I'm trying to say. So whether you tap in and maximize and live your best life or not is up to you. And some people need a little assistance. And what you're saying is you want to be one of the people that's known for helping you move toward your full potential. Because uh, that's what it's all about. Enjoying the life. Okay. All right. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. I know you probably got a class to teach, so I guess I won't keep you on here as long as I keep my normal guests on. But we got about 30 <laughs> minutes in, and uh, I like to listen to these podcasts and audibles when I'm traveling back and forth to the Valley. So 35, 30, 30 to 45 minutes is normally a pretty good time. So uh, is, there, is. is there anything you want to leave us with before we before we let you go? I guess social media, information about the business, you know, things like that, and then we'll wrap it up. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you taking the time out. I appreciate all the viewers taking the time out and listening to uh, to us talk today. Obviously, I would love everybody to check out True Fit Bootcamp gotcha. on Instagram, on Facebook, um, and online. TrueFitBootcamp.com. Right now, we have a special going on, $59, uh, to, just to get a taste of what we do. Um, space is limited, limited right. right now, but great experience. Check us out on, on all of those, those, those social media platforms. We are on 7,900 Balboa in uh, Van Nuys. So sounds good. Two fit boot camp, Titanium Dimps. Uh, Joel is the front desk guy most of the times. Please, please uh, stop by and check him out. You'll get a great workout in. Thank you much, Steve. You have a good day. All right. I'll talk Take to you care. soon. Later. Bye-bye. Yep. yep.